Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You're listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, even view videos of our artists' works and listen to artists' interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Tim Ward. Kim is a self-educated artist from Wichita Falls, Texas. She describes herself as curious, ambitious, and fearless. Her art is sometimes realistic and other times abstract impressionism. Kim says that she always strives to produce her art to her current level of perfection and believes you should always love what you create. Well, good morning, Kim, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Well, good morning, Mike. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. Well, let's start off this morning by telling the audience a little bit more about yourself. Well, I started uh, art like most artists do as a young child. I, I needed some sort of a distraction. Um, I like to immerse myself in my art uh, to get away from just the pressures of home life, pressures of school life, and so I would just lose myself in my art. I would do a lot of research. I had encyclopedias, or I would go to the library. I would read about different animals, and I would look at these beautiful pictures, and I would trace them over and over and over again. And in that process, I developed kind of a like a muscle memory, and so when I was at school for an art project by that time, then in kindergarten, first grade, I could could draw some of these things from from memory. So that's really how how it started, was just just a way to lose myself. And I was just fascinated by the research. Kim, was there a defining moment or an event when you decided that you wanted to be an artist professionally? No, not really a defining moment. Um, I felt like I was always an artist from the very beginning. I didn't think I would grow up to become an artist. I always felt as though I were an artist. Even as a young child, I knew I was an artist. I I would draw, and I was very creative, and I knew I was an artist. Um, It was just more opportunity as I got older to have my paintings, to be able to create different paintings, and then I was able to start selling them. So in that way, it kind of, my professional career started that way. I just had more opportunity. Um, For years, I wasn't able to, to paint or draw. I was too busy trying to make a living. That made it very difficult to find the time to sit down and paint, not to mention trying to buy the art supplies that, that were somewhat expensive for me. 
since I wasn't able to go to college, um, it was just, I just had to come up with whatever I could when I could. So there wasn't really a defining moment. It just rather evolved kind of like a painting itself. Well, there, has there been someone or an artist that's influenced your artwork? Oh, my gosh. As far as influencing my artwork, Jan Veneer, I absolutely love Jan Veneer. Uh, I love his use of light. I love his use of detail. Uh, Monet is just fabulous uh, for his impressionism. The spontaneity, uh, I love the uh, the creative process from from Monet. And Andrew Wyatt, uh, his textures, I'm really into textures. Each of his paints, you can look at it and see it's just a very simple story. Um, of course, I'm influenced by some of the things around me. I'm influenced by nature. I'm influenced by the bark of a tree. I'm influenced by dead grass. I'm influenced by cracked mud, um, uh, the clouds, the petals of a flower. When you see the, the fuzz and the glitter on the petals of a flower, those kind of things inspire me. And I, I think, oh, my gosh, I need to go home and try and paint that. So, yeah, I'm influenced by a lot of things, almost to the point of distraction, <laughs> walking down the street. Well, Kim, I think a lot of artists share that uh, that same thing, that uh, they find inspiration in just the everyday things in life, that, and it's just the artist's way that they look at things. That's true. That's, that's very true. And I'm also inspired, just inspired by just other artists. I will... Uh, go to galleries and I will see other artists work and I will see things I, that I want to figure out how to do. I want to figure out how they applied that glaze. I want to figure out how uh, they built up their painting. And if I look at it long enough and then I can go home and think, I want to try something in that style. And that's just really fun. I'm I'm not really boxed into one style. I like to try as many different concepts, as many different styles as I can, because that's how I grow. I, I I've never been taught what to do. So for me, it's just always a, a an experimental process. And there are no boundaries. There are no rules. I don't know the rules, so I don't have my own rules. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's a good way to do it. <laughs> It's very freeing, and that way I don't feel like I only have to paint flowers. I only have to paint, you know, portraits of pets or things like that. I can do uh, abstracts. I do abstract impressionism. I do uh, my realism, which I dearly love, but but I'm not boxed into a corner that way. Well, that's very good that you have uh, the talent and the interest to, to explore in a different genres of art. Yes, it, it, it's a lot of fun, and I use a lot of texture. I love to texture my canvases first, and I will put a lot of heavy texture on them and build off of that. I, I'm uncomfortable really with a slit canvas. Um, I'm so used to having the paint grab and tag certain ways that, that it's just much more comfortable for me. And I, I also do murals, and so I do murals over brick, and I do murals uh, over uh, concrete stone, and 
and so I'm very used to to working kind of a, a texture um, and how the paint's supposed to move and work. So I, I believe it, it, it's much more interesting that way, and you, you get a lot of surprises that way, and it's interesting to layer up paint over a texture because it will catch and drag and, and in the folds and whatnot, so it, it's much more interesting. Kim, I was, my next question was going to be to tell us about your artistic process. You kind of already started that, but in your artistic process, once you have decided on what you're going to paint, then just kind of walk us through the process you go through in creating your art. I usually will find some sort of subject matter or I'll have an idea in my head, and I will always texture my canvases with some sort of a medium. And sometimes it's a heavy texture, sometimes it's a light texture. Um, sometimes I use photographs as references, sometimes I don't. I, I concentrate on the light. If there's going to be a light area, that will be the first thing I'll put in, kind of as an underpainting. Um, because sometimes I will scratch through, uh, in my final layers, I will scratch through the upper layers to get to that first layer of light. And, and that will give it kind of a glow to whatever it is that I'm painting. Um, I use layers and layers of paint. I will put uh, different, if it's acrylic, I will use acrylic mediums between the layers. Um, I love uh, the heavy and super heavy gel mediums. There are string mediums that are wonderful. There are self-leveling mediums. I will apply these. I'll paint over the top. I will apply more. Um, and like I say, sometimes I scratch through a painting to get to the lower paintings. I have added crackle. I've taken duct tape and, and pushed it into the paint and pulled it off to see how many layers I can pull off and to see what's underneath. Um, I'll put crackle on, I'll paint over the top of it, or and I'll try and pull some of that off sometimes to see what happens with that. So it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of discovery. I want different things, sometimes organic things like bark or whatnot, into the paint to see what kind of texture it will get or what it will leave. Use it almost like a stamp. Um, it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> you you like. go over the top of that great. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, from start to finish, on on average, how long does it take you to complete one of your works of art? <sighs> at least a month. It takes a long time, and I work on several paintings at one time. And it's almost like a stew. You have to keep adding things to it and adding things to it, and sometimes it has to sit and just kind of just almost percolate. It just sits there and, and ages. And as I'm working on several at a time, it, it gets me away from that. Sometimes you have to step back from your own painting to see where you're going with it. And so they never take less than a month. Some take several months. Some of them I keep working on for a really long time. <laughs> but uh, I'm, when... When I finally love every single thing about the painting, when I look it over and my eye doesn't stop anywhere at some weird little spot that keeps dragging me back, 
if, if that happens, I know that there's something wrong in the painting. Either the balance is not right or, or the tones are not right or just something is wrong with that one little spot. And I will keep working those until I can look over the whole painting and my gaze will just very gently go across the whole thing without stopping. And I know it's finished and I love it. I have to love the piece or it's not finished. Sometimes I laugh and I will tell people that um, sometimes it's like your, your painting is going through an adolescence and it's having this awkward moment. And people will look at my painting sometimes and think, oh, my gosh, what is that, you know? And, and, and <laughs> the first time that happened, I, I felt bad. It was like, but I'm not finished with it. You know, you really shouldn't be judging my painting. It's, it's not finished. But, but they go through those stages where they have to grow and they're a little awkward, and, but they come out the other end like a butterfly. They really are truly beautiful when I finish them. Well, and on average, what is the size of your art pieces? Most of mine are uh, 18 by 24 or larger. Um, I like working in the 3 foot by 4 foot or 2 foot by 4 foot. Those are my favorites, gallery wrapped, uh, although I do like those frames as well. But, but that is the, the size that I really like to work in are the larger sizes. Um, the smaller the painting, the, it gets much more difficult for me uh, to get the kind of detail that I want. So I really do enjoy the larger sizes. But where I do mural work, I'm used to really large, large sizes. And mine are paintings. They're, they're not uh, a wall with an applique. They're basically a, an entire painting. Um, I will be starting on... Uh, our Wichita Falls here is just building a new terminal, an airport, an airplane terminal. And I will be starting probably next week a mural in there. The one wall is 55 feet by 20 feet. The other wall is 22 feet by 20 feet. So I'll be starting those murals then. And it will be basically like a diorama of the original call field here in Wichita Falls with uh, the 1917 uh, base here, air base, with the uh, Jenny, and uh, it's a biplane, and all of the fire trucks and staff cars and uh, soldiers in uniform, so, you know, headquarters, hangars. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful piece, but that's going to be a large one. 55 feet is a lot to uh, cover with a four-inch brush, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, this won't be your first mural. You've done others, correct? Oh, I have done, yes, I've done many murals. I've done murals in private homes. Uh, I have done murals in homes in Virginia, Oklahoma, Texas, and Utah. Uh, I've done murals in schools. I have done four murals at the Air Force Base here, uh, one in uh, the pediatric waiting room two in the women's clinic, and one in radiology. And the mural I did in radiology was a underwater mural that the uh, doctors and nurses there had asked me to do because they wanted to distract the young patients, the, the small children or the infants that get hurt and need an x-ray. And so they just wanted something to kind of distract them while they were uh, trying to get their x-rays done. So that's what those are for. But... Uh, 
Yeah, I've done, I've done quite a few. I, I love doing them in schools or elementary schools, and I get a lot of input from the children and things like, oh, can we have a frog? Can we have a snake? Can we have, you know, so it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to do. Well, how long do you anticipate uh, this new mural to take you, that 55 feet? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's going to take several months, that's for sure. Um, I, I've been trying to get the thumbnails done. I have an idea of, well, I do know what's going in it. Um, the thing about murals and large murals for me is when I go to the wall and whatever you anticipate putting on there doesn't always work out the way you want it to. Because when you're actually in the space, and there's going to be, it will be a museum. The actual Jenny uh, will be there. And so I have to be able to stand at a certain point in the room and look at the mural and make sure that it is in the right size that's in my mind. So even though my drawings look like it's going to be correct, a lot of times when you get started, you just kind of have to regroup and change sizes or change placement or change just to get the balance right for the room. Like I said, there's going to be, they'll have actual trip carrier trucks and different uh, different airport memorabilia uh, in the space. So it all has to balance and it all has to work. So it's not like just putting photographs on the wall. It's going to be an artistic endeavor. It's going to take me several months, I'm sure. And I need a lot of scaffolding, too. So. Well, I've always found that especially murals, to me, are always amazing. Uh, I think the talent, and not to take away from, you know, canvas, but just the dimensions and the scale of a mural, I would I would personally find very daunting. So but I, I have great admiration for mural artists. Well, thank you. But it, it's... Um, it's fun. There again, they're textured walls. Uh, I do, my largest brush is honestly a four inch brush, and my best brushes are worn down to about within an inch of the curl. They're completely worn out, um, but they, they actually work better that way. They really do. Um, most of your painters, house painters, wouldn't even pick up one of my brushes. They, they think I've destroyed them. And, what I do is go around and ask them for their used ones because <laughs> then they're perfect for me. But, um, it, that is a lot of area to cover with a small brush. And, and when, you paint, when you paint a sky, the sky is not just one shade of blue. It's so many shades of blue and cerulean and there's yellows and whites and lavenders and there's always different colors and it's not just you swap on some blue paint. So it, it is. It's, it will be a, a, a large painting and hopefully be very beautiful, too, when it's finished. The airport is beautiful, so this has got to, uh, to be up to par. Well, Tim, you have to promise me that when you get that finished that you'll take a photograph and send it to me so I can see that. I will. I will. I'll do that. I'll be sure and, and uh, send it to you and, and keep you updated on how it goes. Okay, that'd be great. Well, Tim, I think we're at a good place to take a commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the artwork that you submitted in the May Art Competition, of which you were the winner. 
I want to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase Kim Ward's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Search Gallery tab, and then on Kim Ward's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants. So if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, click on the Artist Member Corner and follow the prompts under the Member Application Process tab. And if you're a designer, architect, a connoisseur, or just a lover of great art who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists in North America. You can search by style, medium, color, size, or by the individual artist. And again, to view Kim Ward's beautiful art, just click on the search gallery and then follow the prompts Kim Ward's name. Well, Kim, let's uh, start with the winning piece that you submitted, Rose by Any Other Name. Tell the audience about that piece. A Rose by Any Other Name uh, came about, I have a neighbor, and she planted this beautiful rose garden years ago. And one of the bushes was by my driveway. And she had tended these roses for years and years and years. And she passed away several years ago. Um, and the roses had just kept blooming and blooming. They were so beautiful. So I was out one morning after a, a shower, a spring shower, and there was this beautiful red rose that opened up. So I took pictures of it, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is, this is just gorgeous. It reminds me of Carrie, and that was my neighbor. So I decided that I would paint that. And that's how the original painting came about, kind of a, of a tribute, because it, were, it was so incredibly beautiful. And I believe that the black background or the dark purple background would showcase the beautiful petals and the green of the leaves and the light and the raindrops on the bone. Um, it is an acrylic painting. It is done in many, many, many layers of glaze, um, and it, it took almost two months to paint that one. It's a beautiful painting. I'm very happy with it. It's probably 18 by 24. We certainly thought it was a very beautiful painting, and you're right. I mean, it's somewhat unusual to see, especially flowers with a black or a very dark background. But it really mm -hmm. just makes uh, the rose pop and the leaves. It's very, very interesting and very, very good work. Thank you. It it uh, it's kind of inspired by Caravaggio, um, where he would use the dark backgrounds. Uh, I just love the the paintings that he did, and it just brought everything to focus. So. I just like to do that with some of my flowers. I do that with several of my paintings. Well, it certainly does give the image an impact. Yes, but you do focus on the flower. There's no question about it. When you get a ways back from the painting, um, it really commands your attention. It, it just, it's so brilliant. It's actually a dark purple, a purple-blue back, black background is what's What's on that? And uh, illusion crimson, uh, and just oh, probably four or five different shades of red. It's, it is very beautiful. Well, it certainly is. 
And the other piece that you submitted, uh, I found it's just adorable. I think it's it's a very, very cute picture, and it's called Sidewalk Chalk. Tell the audience about that art piece. Well, when my son was younger, um, his little playmate down the street, Ashley, they were together all the time, and I liked to spend time outside with them while they were playing, and I always kept the sidewalk chalk around for the kids to play it, and, and it was just the right of summer that they would just make paintings and pictures and hopscotch and everything with that sidewalk chalk. They would play with the hot wheels. Uh, they would play hopscotch, all kinds of things, and, and that's really where it came from. It was just part of his childhood. Um, it's just a wonderful piece. Uh, it's an Americana piece. It's, it's something that represents childhood, I think, and, and a, a child, kind of a carefree childhood is what it is. And there again, that uh, that canvas, I textured it because I wanted the concrete to actually look like concrete, and the chalk on there, I wanted it to look like real sidewalk chalk, uh, which it did because of the textures. And but that's really what it's about. It's about childhood and, and a carefree childhood. Well, it definitely is an adorable art piece. Uh, we just love that as well. Thank you. Well, Kim, in most of your paintings, is there a message that you try to convey in your work? Well, it depends on the piece. The message, I guess, is do your research. I I believe that no matter what you're painting, I, that you need to do your research. You have to understand what it is, even if it's an abstract, I think maybe just color harmonies or, or different things like that, I think you have to be committed to your work. I think you have to be committed to the perfection of being the very best that you can do at that time. Anytime I finish something, I believe that I, I have done my very best work at this moment in time. And so I'm always really, really happy with that. I had a lay uncle who um, was a Olympics wheelchair champion in 1976, and uh, his name was John Jake Edward Donahue, and he is in, inducted into the New Brunswick Hall of Fame. He made 47 medals, and I believe that it was a commitment, and I believe that he strove for a certain level of, of perfection. And that's just what I want to do. I I believe that you have to think like a champion. You, you have to really strive, and you really have to put forth the effort to have a good result. And I, I believe really that's what I'm trying to say in my work, that to pay attention. I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to the light and to the to the tones and to the colors, and, and I'm striving to, to have a, a fine piece of art when I'm finished with it. Well, that's a very great philosophy to have. I think that really sums up your art, and I think that that's why your art is as wonderful as it is. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I believe, like I said, um, you should give your talent. If, if you're capable and you can give it your time to help instruct children especially, we... We need more art in the schools. We need art teachers in the schools. And if you have the capability and if you can do it, um, I believe everybody should spend a little time mentoring 
uh, young artists and encouraging them, seeing them to become whatever they are. In the Great Masters Art Auction, uh, I would teach these children how to paint in the styles of five different masters. Um, it's most interesting because you will have artists at a very young age. In the grade school, you'll have one particular child picked out as the classroom artist. But when you start introducing different styles of art, like the chalk or uh, a watercolor crayon resist or acrylics or uh, a paper collage. When you introduce things like this, all of a sudden you have little artists studying all around you. They didn't know they could do it. Their parents didn't know they could do it. And so all of a sudden you have a child in the field and they have an avenue of creativity that they did not even realize they had because they weren't given the opportunity. So we really must have more art in school. So if anyone has any talent that they would share, please go to your school, your grade school, talk to the principals, see what could be done about you volunteering a little bit of your time, and uh, make the world a better place for these little artists. Well, I certainly commend you, Kim, for, for giving back like that. I think that is wonderful, and, and I hope that listeners and, and other artists will that aren't doing it will take heed and start doing it. I certainly believe that what you put out comes around, so that's always good to give back. I do see you. Thank you. Well, Kim, we're at the end of the show, and I just want to say it's been a real pleasure speaking with you today and talking about your art, and glad you came on our show. Well, thank you. I had a wonderful time. I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Kim Ward's stunning art, to listen to this interview, and of course, purchase some of Kim's art, visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. I want to let all the artists listening in today know that the Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. To enter, you just click on the Art Competition tab and follow the prompts, while you're there, you can check out all of our upcoming competitions and exhibitions. If you're an architect, interior designer, a connoisseur, or just a lover of art who likes to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls, then come visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog, so please sign up up with all that is happening at the gallery. And Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday morning, so we'll meet again in two weeks. But next Saturday at this time, be sure to listen to our show, The Business of Art, hosted by artist and published author Sharon Hawshaw, as she shares tips and ideas on how artists can grow their business. Again, thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.
Thank you.